Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Today, we have on with us Kelsey Abbott. Kelsey is an intuitive human design and money coach who uses science, spirituality, and play to help people welcome more ease, abundance, and joy into their lives. She also has a million other certifications. She's so amazing. We're already obsessed with her, and we can't wait to dive into this topic that Brenda and I have claimed before we know absolutely nothing about, and that's why we have an expert like Kelsey here to help us. Kelsey, we are so excited. We've been wanting to learn about this topic for ages. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited to like, this sounds so creepy, but welcome (laughs) you to the human design rabbit hole. Yes. I feel like after this episode, Brenda and I are going to be like, so in it. So very much. We actually were, we were just chatting with our friends for like a minute or two. We've been trying to be intentional about being like, Hey guys, like we do a segment on our show called pride and pickle. Um, and it's sharing something positive about your week and something that you may have struggled with. And we were literally just talking about our prides and pickles. And one of mine was when I get into something, I could be really obsessive. So this is probably going to be my next thing. (laughs) This is the next thing. It's good to know that. I mean, that was it for me, but it was for me, it was like a slow when I was first introduced to human design, it was on my podcast. I can't remember if this part was recorded or like when we were talking after recording and she, the guest was like, have you ever heard of human design? And I was like, I kind of like, I remember like cocking my head to the side, like a confused puppy. And I'm like, yeah, like anatomy. She's like, no, no, you need to know your birth time. And that's literally all she told me. So I'm like heading off to Google, like, okay, what, oh what is this? Still got like no information, but pulled up my chart. Mm-hmm. And then as we've talked before we started recording, I was like, what, what, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. And just kind of like walked away. Then there was this other breadcrumb that was all about human design. And I'm like, okay, I went a little further. And mm-hmm. then I saw this description somehow, somewhere manifesting generators are warrior Buddhas. And I was like, oh, <gasps> yeah, Julia, how does that land for you? Warrior You're a manifesting Buddhas? generator. I warrior love Buddha. that. Yes. So like, that like pushed me that. a little further. And then yeah. I, something else a little further. And then it's like, I tumbled down the chute. And right, right, right. I was like, oh, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I kind of was with astrology. And like, I'm interested, we'll talk about later on. Like I'm, I'm curious about how they connect, if they connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, we're, Ren and I are very much like that. We're like, oh, this seems really cool. And as soon as something everything. resonates, we're like, we gotta know. So Kelsey, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from. And if you don't mind saying how old you are, because it's roaring twenties. Yeah. Well, I'll start with Epic because I just turned 44, which is bizarre to me mm-hmm. because age means nothing to me, nothing. except that wow. I do triathlons. And so there are age groups and it's your age as of December 31st. So next year I'll be 44 for the whole season. And yet I'll have to have a 45 on my cap. And that's like a bit of a 
mind. That is weird. Thing. Yeah. 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 I don't resonate with the whole forties thing at all. It still stuns <laughs> me. So I am in Sarasota, Florida. I'm originally from New England. Moved around a ton. I've lived in Hawaii, Barbados, North Carolina, Seattle, Oregon, Washington, D.C. And in, we lived in Maine for 10 years. And then my husband and I sold our house and we traveled around in a camper for 16 months and landed here in Sarasota. And so here we are. I'm a professional coach focusing on human design and money. And I've been a coach since like 2013, I think. And here we are. Here we are. Incredible. Um, living in a camper for 16 months sounds amazing. Was yeah. there anything from that experience that like really feels like has shaped you from before and after that? The whole thing. Like, first of all, I miss it. We, it's like, we needed to put down roots, but mm -hmm. potted roots. That's mm -hmm. what made us stop here. We were like, all right, we need reliable Wi-Fi. <laughs> we just want... We just want a bigger kitchen. We yeah. want to be, we want an oven. Right. Imagine and it was that. those things. And then we we're like, oh, washer and dryer. This house, actually the people that sold our, this house to us, they took the washer and dryer with us. So with them. So when we bought the house, we bought a washer and dryer. That yeah. was like one of the most exciting days of my life. Like, oh my God, we can clean our clothes in our own house. That yeah. is amazing. My dad bought my mom a, a new washer and dryer for her birthday this year. And like, I've never seen her be so excited about a birthday present. They make a <laughs> no. difference. They really do. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, but yes. it sounds like, yeah. like you So it was an adventure. We went all over the place. We went as far west as Arizona. And people are like, why didn't you keep going to California? And it's because we realized the desert is very much not for us. And we're like desperately craving humidity. And then we just wanted to pause. And that happened here in Florida. Amazing. Love that. Yeah, it's so crazy. I, I love to hear, we love to hear um, just stories of, of where people end up and whatnot, because I feel like it's really easy to just imagine whether it's where you grow up, just that it's going to be your forever, just because I, I don't think we're prompted to really think outside of that box. Like Julia moved to California last year now, which is crazy that it's been a year. But um, at the time, like when we sat down and had this conversation about the possibility of her doing that, it felt like the the craziest thing in the world, right? Like such a big deal where, um, and a big decision, but it's, it's so cool to hear stuff like that. And I think it's definitely something that's encouraged, especially throughout our twenties. So, um, at least that's what we're being told. So with yes. that, to jump a little bit into human design for those of us that don't know what is human design and what exactly is a human design chart? Okay. So human design, the way I describe it is your little baby soul got called to earth school years ago and he got so excited because earth school is so much fun. It's the time to learn and play and grow. And it shows all the tools you would need to be the person you're supposed to be when you're here. And then it sprinkled all of those, all those gifts in your chart and found the exact time, day and place you would need to come into this world to seal the deal on that blueprint. And then that's the day you were born. So you come in knowing everything. On day one, you know it all. You know exactly who you are and what you're here to do. And on day two, you start forgetting it all. And then on top of that, all these wonderful people who love you so much tell you how to do life. And then that's the conditioning that lands on top of all the stuff you know 
And then one day you discover human design and you remember who you are. Whew. Well, that's a way of putting it. That's so beautiful. I have that little chills. So like, same. It is so beautiful. And I love that sentiment of like kind of needing to rediscover who we are. That's something um my dad's a coach as well. And that's something that he talks about a lot of like like you kind of forget because there's all of these different messages from like people who love you and then just like society in general and blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of what we do on this show is like trying to figure out how to come back to who we really are and what makes us actually feel aligned with ourselves, especially in your twenties when there's like so many mixed messages and like so much comparison and everyone's supposed to feel like they're at a certain place in their life. Like we've been trying and that's why we started this show to gather these tools to like understand who we really are and who we really want to be without like all of the outside noise. Absolutely. And you know, there's, I think there's also always an inkling in us that like we hear all the ways we're supposed to do things and we're like, "Mm, really? Like I remember in college walking into the career services office, that's what I was supposed to do. And they were like, okay, do you want to be a doctor, a lawyer in investment banker, a teacher? And I kept being like, nope, 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 nope. And then they were like, you like animals. Do you want to be a vet? And I was like, okay, I feel like this is my only option. So maybe. Mm. And so then my, I mean, I so didn't fit the mold, not one bit. (laughs) And I kind of said, you sure I'll be a vet with a bit of like stomping my feet Mm. and did a vet internship and was like, nope, cannot do that. Absolutely not. Love the animals too much. Yep. Yep. And then my twenties was spent and Brenda, you're a four, six this is going to resonate a bit with you, Julia, as a six, two, because jumping right into the deep end of human design, that six line in your profile for the first 30 years of your life. So where you are right now, it's all about experimentation. It's all about learning through your personal experiences. Mm. So I was a marine biologist in my twenties. Wow. I studied killer whales and dolphins and did I no, and then I started science writing. I didn't even start, I, I didn't even pick up personal training. I did, I coached swimming throughout my 20s. Mm. But like, yeah, yeah totally different life than yeah. what I have right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot too of like, there's this, there's this pressure, I think, for a lot of us to feel like you're supposed to like know like what you want to do because our culture is so work centered and like you're supposed to know what you want to do for your whole life and like so many people that we know like are like I can't do this forever in terms of what they're doing now like so many friends are like yeah this is fine but I don't want to do this forever and I think luckily now there's like a little bit more of like an allowance for that than there used to be in the past but I mean, it's always like so inspiring to know someone who like was doing something totally different and you can like find the thing that you like really want to do. And like, then that might change again. And like, that's okay. Also. Yes. And this is like, this is an absolute must for manifesting generators. That's one of the energy types is Julia's type. That's my type. So it wasn't just marine biology. So I was a marine biologist. Then I became a science writer, always coaching swimming on the side, 
personal training, triathlon coaching. I had a food blog briefly. (laughs) Um, yeah, science writing and then science writing, all the funding dried up. And that's when I learned about coaching school, Mm. became a coach, you know, like it all actually makes sense looking back. It does. Yeah. Like being a marine biologist is just being curious. So Mm -hmm. it's following your curiosity. That's what coaching is too. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's, it's encouraging to, to, to just the, the whole idea of experimenting, because we do feel like so many things have to be final, right? Like the way that they're just going to be, but there are so many times I feel like, especially over the past couple of years or even now, right? Like now, like that Julia's moved or at this point last year, we were both kind of like at such a crossroads in life, nothing bad, but just, it felt like a lot of change at once. And then it was kind of uncomfortable, even though it was good. So it's so funny to actually look back a year later and we knew we would feel this in the moment, but we were like, I think it's all going to make sense. I just don't see the how yet, like how we're going to get there, even with our jobs, our relationship, so many things that in the moment might not feel right. So that's so helpful to know. And in terms of like our charts, I guess, so do you feel like people, like, can anyone read their chart or do they need someone like you? Is that a silly question? It's not a silly question. You know, especially since, so I told you, like, I followed the breadcrumbs slowly, <clears throat> excuse me. And then when I glance at a human design chart, it's so easy for me. I've Makes been sense. taught astrology by so many people and you show me an astrology chart and I am completely baffled. I'm like, oh, maybe I, maybe that's Libra there. Right. <laughs> yep, now I'm out. So there is something, I think some people are just like kind of checked a box for human design before we came in. Mm. It's like, when you see this, it will make sense to you. Yeah. It, so no. No, it's not going to make sense to everyone because it's, it's a profile of a human head on a tent body with all these different shapes that are different colored and all these numbers. And I really feel like it's designed to look super confusing. And then there's (laughs) stuff that you can't even see in there. It's like, which way is your arrow pointing? And then there's a secret level that you can't even see in your chart. And that's where your digestion and environment and your strongest sense live. Like, oh my God. This was not made easy. Yeah. And I want to know about like, okay, so let's start with the, let's start with the big part, which is that there's, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, five different types, five different types. Okay. Can you quickly tell us like just a little bit about each one? So at least if people are having their chart pulled up, they can be like, okay, that's me. Okay. Yeah. We're so there's projectors, manifestors, reflectors, generators, and manifesting generators. I'm going to start with the ones that aren't you guys. So reflectors, reflectors are the rarest type. Although, you know, that's what they say. And yeah, I know a bunch of them. Reflectors are disco balls of magic because they just reflect all of our energy back to us. If you want to feel really good about yourself, hang out with a reflector. Because then you're going to be like, oh my God, you're so brilliant. And they're literally reflecting your own energy right back to you. Reflectors are completely different beings every day because they're super connected to where the planets are. So the planets move every day, they become different every day and they need to really be at peace with that fluidity. Reflectors are absolutely positively not meant to define themselves as like one specific human. Then there are projectors. Projectors are here to guide the rest of us. And they're like a bird in a tree, like 
watching the rest of us and they have this penetrating energy. They can see everything so clearly. So they're watching the squirrel hide his nuts and look for his nuts. And projectors need to remember to wait for the invitation or create the invitation. Because if the, the that projector bird is watching the squirrel look for his nuts and it's like, God, squirrel, just look over here. And it finally yells, yo, squirrel, your nuts are over here. The squirrel looks up and is like, who are you? You jerk, mind your own business. But if the projector is like, hey, squirrel, I know where your nuts are. Do you want some help? And the squirrel's like, yeah. And the projector's like, hey, your nuts are over here. The squirrel's like, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Because we need to clear space for that projector wisdom to, to land. Then there's manifestors. Manifestors have the biggest aura. Manifestors cannot sneak into a room. Everyone turns to look when a manifestor walks into the room. Their energy is just really big. And manifestors are designed to do what they want to do, not ask other people's permission, not ask other people's opinions, just breaking, do what they want to do. And to show the rest of us that that's possible for us too. We too can own our power. Then there's generators. Generators are here to be super sparkly. Brenda, this is you. Generators are here to do what lights them up. When a generator is lit up, their energy gets so sparkly, so juicy, so magnetic, so irresistible that people are like, yes, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what you're doing. Just yes, that I want that. And that is your duty as a generator to do what lights you up. So you elevate the planet with your sparkle. And then manifesting generators, these guys, Julia, this is you, this is me. We are hybrids of generators and manifestors. So we've got that big aura that do what you want to do piece of us. We've also got this sparkly piece and we're designed to play. We are, it is necessary that we are multi-passionate. We have to have tons of different interests. Other types can be, but we must be. And we bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing. Generators will go super deep on things. Manifesting generators, we we pick it up quickly and then we're, we're done. Thanks. Things change really fast in our lives. And that we are also we're here to be super sparkly and to elevate the world with our sparkle. Wow. So interesting. I love that. What a beautiful way to put all of it. I know. Everyone is awesome. I want to be all of them. (laughs) Well, that's a thing actually, because we are all the types like my being manifesting generator is just, that's my dominant type, but we all have a bit of reflector in us. We all have a bit of projector. We all have a bit of manifester. We all have a bit of generator. That's, is that something that you can see? I, we're going to ask a lot of dumb questions, Kelsey, because we know nothing. Is that no something that you can see in your chart? Like how much of what you have or no, it's kind of just your chart just shows like what you, it, your, your chart dominant. is going to show your dominant type. Uh-huh. It's more just feeling. So re- for reflectors, for instance, it's, I'm, I want to do everything and I want to do nothing. Mm. Do you know that feeling? Yes. Like that's when I'm like, oh, I'm feeling yes. reflectory right now. I, I know that feeling very well. Right, right. <laughs> very, very well. So you mentioned um, when we were off here that you see the generator manifesting generator um, duo a lot. And that is what Brenda and I are. And that I know jumped out to you. Like, what did, what, what does that mean? 
Yeah. So the fun part of it is manifesting generators, we move really fast and it can be triggery to other people. The thing is, we're not designed to slow down, but people love to tell us to slow down. But the thing is, it, it's like our natural flow. We just flow faster than the other types. So generators can get triggered by us and be like, slow down. We in turn can get triggers by generators and be like, speed up. What is taking you so long? So that's like the biggest part of the manifesting generator generator partnership is to remember that you guys are both flowing at the perfect pace. I love that. I love that. And that is like a nice thing to like know and remember. It's like, okay, like we're just like flowing together at the perfect pace. I yeah. love that. Okay. Definitely. I have more questions about this. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I look like almost um baffled because I'm looking at my chart and I'm like, where do I begin here? I know. <laughs> Yeah. So there's like all of these, there's all of these like symbols on the sides of the chart. One is in, on this chart, like half is in red and half is in gray. Like what are the, what are like the main components of a person's chart that someone might want to have like understanding of? Yeah. So stay out of those, stay out of those columns. Okay. <laughs> stay away. I mean, I'll tell you, everyone always wants to know what they are. The black ones are supposedly the stuff you're conscious of, the gifts that you're conscious of. The red ones are the ones that are, you're not as conscious of, Whoa. but mm -mm, you might be conscious of all of it. Interesting. Okay. All right. So start with your energy type mm -hmm. and then strategy and learn to live your strategy and your strategy as a generator, your strategy is to respond and listen to this. This is for you too, Julia, Yeah. as an MG, it's to respond. The universe is your personal shopper. So mm -hmm. it is energetically incorrect for a generator or MG to try to figure it out. Whatever it is, stay mm -hmm. out of your head. The universe is going to tell you what's next. They're going to show you the next step, not the next 10 steps, but the next step. So the universe is constantly like going shopping and coming back and being like, do you like what I got you? Do you mm. like this? And it might be like a new song, a mm. color, a flavor, a smell, a person, an idea is like, do you like it? And you respond with your body. You're either like leaning in and so excited and like, yes, tell me more. Or you're like, nope. Or oh, it's kind yeah. of a, there, you don't really have a response. And that also just has to be a no, at least for now. Wow. Oh, I super resonate with that. Do you, Brenda? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really, really do. So, so interesting. Ma manifesting generators have another piece of their strategy, which is also to inform because like manifestors, MGs can just kind of, we get an urge and we want to follow it. Mm -hmm. And people just want to know where we're going because we have the tendency to be mid conversation and walk away. Oh, I'm terrible at informing people of anything. Yeah. So informing <laughs> does not always like, you don't tell us anything. I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you anything. So practice it. So we're practicing right now. Just I'm be trying. like, just a simple, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'll be right back. <laughs> like, yeah. like tell your walls. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. Be right back. <laughs> um, so that's also the strategy for manifestors to inform. The strategy for projectors is to wait for the invitation. And for reflectors is to wait a lunar cycle and basically, you know, wait a whole month to make a decision. Wow. So this, start there. 
Then we've got authority, which is how we make decisions, which is like emotional authority, sacral Mm -hmm. authority, splenic authority. We can go into all of those. And then we've got the profiles. Profiles are fun. The profiles are like your personality. And these are the numbers like four, six, six, two. Yeah. So what, what is up with that? Yes. Let's talk about these. So we're going to start with your four, sixness, Brennick, because it's also my four, sixness. Okay. I'm a four, six manifesting generator with emotional authority. So the four, six, the four, six loves people, our people. Mm. We're here to connect deeply with our people. We do not do shallow end so well. That is Brenda to a T. We can be kind of awkward if, if faced with a conversation about the weather. Oh my God. That's so funny because actually I've had a couple situations recently too. I live for a deep conversation. I, and I'm an open book. So if you're talking to me about stuff, I will talk, tell you anything. I have nothing to hide. Even if I'm ashamed of it, I'll tell you at this point after the show. But if like a random man tries to talk to me like on a line at a Starbucks or something, it gets like mute. She I like, like shut down. You almost think I've never spoken to another person. It's so and true. it's not even, I don't understand it because I'm also like very nice. Like I'll, I'll hold a door for like somebody or um, I would love to treat the person in front of me to copy like little things. Like I do nice things. So I, sometimes my friends are like caught off guard when they're like, um, I'm thinking of an instance. So I'll just share it. We were at this like Greek festival with one of my friends and a man behind us kept asking us what to order and they were all speaking to him and I was saying nothing and they're like Brenda this feels unlike you you're you're, you seem like almost antisocial I'm like oh like I just don't really care but that's so I'm like oh okay it's resonating your story resonates with me so deeply yes yes but if that guy had been like oh like what does your soul really crave? You would have been like, oh, oh, yeah. let's talk about this. Yeah, exactly. So it's not even the fact that like it is someone I don't know or something. It's just the the level of conversation. Don't worry yeah. about it. Look, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. So Brenda. And we're here. We're not here to convert the non-believers as four sixes. So mm. if someone's not your person, they're not your person. Just mm. like. I had my strongest example of this was when we were traveling in the camper and we we're at this one campground and I went for a run and I came back and ran into this woman and she asked me what I'd been doing. I said, I had just run. And she's like, oh, that's horrible for your knees. It's horrible for your whole body. Like running is, does mm-hmm. hor- exercise is bad for you. Oh, okay, cool. And then she's like, what do you do for work? And I told her I was a coach and she's like, like a life coach. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't believe in that. That's all a bunch of hooey. And I just couldn't stop laughing. Did I ask for your opinion? I know, exactly. And like, oh, wow, you are so not my person. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I'm not going to waste any time trying to convince you to work with me or go running with me. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know what? That also resonates with me in in the sense of like making friends, right? Because granted, like all of our friends are at very different areas of our lives. And we're very, actually very lucky that we have a lot of our like friendships are still from when we were kids and they are deep and we've like trained them to be deeper and deeper through the show and through the people we've talked to. But I also noticed that I'm definitely less inclined to like make new friends unless they, unless it offers like an opportunity to be deep. And I noticed that right away. For example, like someone, um, a friend of mine that I wasn't super close with in college, but now 
is like so open to being vulnerable. We have puppies that are, like we both have new puppies. And because like I've felt her energy as the type of person that would be willing to like have a deep conversation, I want to spend time with her. But if she had put up like any sort of front of like, this is super surface level, I would have made any excuse to not go. So that's really interesting to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, we just don't even, we're like, uh, uh-uh, kids pee in yeah. the shallow end. We only do the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. So and then the six two, mm-hmm. this is you, Julia, mm-hmm. you're here to become the authority that your kid self wished existed. Mm. Your focus of your whole life is creating your ideal life with your ideal soulmate. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. 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 And so resist the urge to micromanage other people's lives because that can be a 6-2 thing and just focus on you. Mm. That this sixth line is the role model authority. So the first number in your profile is the one that you resonate with more clearly. The second number is the one other people see you as. So Brenda, so that four line is all about your people, deep connections with your people. Yeah. Julia, for you, it's the sixth line, which is this authority figure. And then Brenda, for you, other people see your sixth line. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny thing about the sixth line I'm going to share in a second. And then Julia, other people see your two line, which is the hermit. What's that? It's that like, it's cool. I don't need anyone. I'll just stay home. And it's you hone your brilliance when you're alone. Yes. That is true. And then, so the sixth line, and this, this is especially true for four sixes. There's this funny thing where we say things, we do things and people look to us as authority figures. And it's especially like, I don't know, pronounced in a four, six, because the four, six is like, I'm just like you. I want to be friends with you. And the six line is like this authority figure to look up to. Mm -hmm. And so you might feel it like you say something and you're just trying to hang out with someone and they're like, Oh yeah. If you say so like, right. Or they won't even respond to you because they feel like they're Oprah's talking Mm -hmm. and you're like, what? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm me. What's up? (laughs) That's so interesting. That is interesting. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Yeah. Now that you say it, like, I feel like I've had like that experience a lot in my life of Mm -hmm. like, even like on a very small scale, like people will sometimes be like, well, would you like want to do this thing? And I'm like, of course I would want to do that thing. Like, why would you think that? And they were like, well, we didn't think like, like that you would want to come. Like you're, you're so busy with like, uh, and like, not that I put that out of like, I'm so busy. You're like, they're like, well, you have like all this other stuff going on. Like, we didn't think you'd want to come to the bar after class. <laughs> and I'm like, I would. And they're like, oh, well, awesome. Like, we thought you didn't want to hang out with us. Yeah. And like, yeah. not because I'm not friendly, but because people seem to think that I'm like busy with other right. things. Yeah. Or it's like a higher thing. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, there's no, there's no levels here. Yeah. Right. It's like, of course I want to come to the bar after class. Wow. That's so That's interesting. So interesting. Yeah. So, and, and then like how many different combinations are there? Like a ton of different number combinations. Oh. Yeah, there are. Yeah. There's one, three, three, five, four, six, six, two, five, one. I'm missing a bunch. There's six, three, there's wow. three, six. And are there any that are like very like, uh, like odds are wrong word, but like feel like it um in um conflict with each other? No, no. There's some funny things like I see a lot of four six two four partnerships. My mm-hmm. husband's a two four. I have two people on my team. 
their four sixes and their husbands are two fours. So mm. that's a common one. And yeah, it, it leads to some funny dynamics because the two four really is the hermit energy. They do not like to be interrupted. They want to be by themselves. And yet the four six is like, you know, in frozen, the whole, like, do you want to build a snowman? Mm. So the four, six keeps going like, do you want to build a snowman? And the two, four is like, stop interrupting me. <laughs> so that's, that's just a, a fascinating dynamic. That's yeah. So interesting. Now with a couple of these things, I feel like I'm thinking to myself, cause I'm like comparing it to like these other things that I know, right. I don't know astrology on a deep level, not the way Julia does, but I know like aspects about it and that it also has to do with like when we're born and all that stuff. Then for like an Enneagram type of thing, I feel like that has nothing to do with when we're born, but more so like our personality. And I think I've been reading about like how people can mistype themselves. Like you could think you're something and you're not for all of these things, essentially, since they're focused on our uh, birth time, and all those other factors that you mentioned, like there aren't other options to these. These are what they are. It's just more so how we relate to it, right? Like, I'll, honestly, I'll use the the very real example of like when you were talking about our paces and whatnot, because everything else you've said, I'm like, wow, I actually like super resonate with that. Or I'm, I'm finding the connection between how that resonates. Like for Julia, when you just mentioned a hermit, I'm like, I don't know if I would define her like that. But now that she explains like the example of how that relates and how people do see her, um, in terms of how uh, connected she is to work. And I'm like, oh, wow. So anyway, all of this is what it is. It's just more so the way that we interpret it. It's, this is giving you permission. This is the stuff your soul picked out for you. Yeah. And it's called the human design experiment. So mm -hmm. there's, which is supposed to take seven years. So it's all about then lean into like, start with your strategy. What yeah. does it feel like to, no longer make any decisions with your head. This is for you guys. You let your body make all of your decisions. And Julia, I think you have emotional authority. Yeah, you have emotional authority. But Brenda, wait, do you have emotional authority Brenda too? Brenda does too. Yes. Okay. So you guys, you're going to make decisions with your sacral center, which answers yes or no. That's like, you're trying to decide what's for dinner tonight. And you don't say what's for dinner. You say, do I want tacos? Yeah. <laughs> no okay, do I want, and you throw something else out. You just like throw the possibilities out because you need something to respond to that. Your sacral center will, will come through for you there. Then you're making big decisions. You want to use your emotional authority. This is challenging because it requires giving yourself 24 hours, which can feel, especially in your twenties. It's like people, I feel like ease off a little bit once you hit 30 and you say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. They're more understanding in your twenties. At least my experience was like, Nope, need to know right this second. Yeah. So this goes for like invited to parties and whatever, give yourself 24 hours and let it flow through you. If you feel happy, joyful, sweet, content, loving. If you feel a positive emotion, it's a yes. Mm. If you feel angry, icky, sad, it's a no. And mm. let that guide you. And for me, that emotion will typically come in and wake me up in the middle of the night. It'll wake me up at like 2am and I'll like wake up like rage. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Thank you. Anger. I feel it can I go back to sleep now? And every single time I go back to sleep, like so fast, sleep great for the rest of the night. And then wow. I wake up and I'm like, all right, what is this about? What is yeah. a hard no? Wow. 
That's so powerful. And since you actually mentioned that, because me and Julia were both very intrigued by this portion of it when we were trying to dissect our chart and did a terrible job at it. Um, for the not self theme, I think both of ours are frustration. What is that? Yeah. So that's when you try and micromanage the universe, you're going to get frustrated mm-hmm. because that's not your job. The universe is your personal shopper. And whenever you're frustrated, that's your red flag. Oops, not living my design. Okay. What do I need to do? And the response for Julia play mm. play for Brenda. What lights you up? What are you doing something that doesn't light you up? And this is important for all manifesting generators and generators take like an, an audit of your life. And this includes your clothes. Like, because if you're wearing socks that you don't like, universe is like, Oh, that's cool. She loves those socks. Bring her more, bring her more things that feel like like that. And it's like that tolerating energy. What in your life are you putting up with? Is it a relationship? Is it a a constant meeting? Is it your house? Is it your job? Is it this smell in the closet that you can't stand? Is it an itchy sweater? All anything that is a, not this, it's got to go clear it out of your energy so you can make space for the this. That is so interesting because, and it's just so funny, like how the universe aligns like this. Sometimes I literally was thinking about that yesterday. Also, there's a big astrological moment happening right now. It's the eclipse and this certain particular eclipse is a lot about letting go. Um, And I was having that thought yesterday. I was like, the things that I don't like, I'm just not going to do them anymore. I literally had that thought to, like yesterday. I was like, things that I don't want to do that aren't like necessary to living, like I'm not going to do them anymore. And I'm not going to allow them to take up space in my life. And it was just so interesting how like sometimes you can have a, like a thought or like a growth experience, like, and, and then but think certain things like affirm that. And I feel like very affirmed right now of like, okay, this is a moment for me to start really doing that. And I'm very curious, the seven year thing, what, what's that? Yeah. So, because there's just so many levels. So start practicing, like really, truly follow your strategy and your authority all day, every day, no exceptions that to like really be doing it, nailing it, I guess takes seven years. How many I've been, I'm like three or four years into this. Then like really staying in line with your profile, owning all of your gifts, which have so many different levels, really owning where your energy is in your defined centers and staying out of your open centers Mm -hmm. and then living in your environment, following your digestion, all that stuff. It's just, I think their way of being like, this is a lot. You don't have to change your entire life right this second. Wow. You don't have to do it all right yeah. now. So try right. it. And the first time you try something, you might be like, I this is super uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how to do this. Okay. Maybe that that's not part of the experiment right this second. Move yeah. on to a different piece of it. Yeah. And what would you say? So like my immediate thought after like I, I love that I should be doing things that light me up, but I think my immediate like fear, right. Comes to, well, what if I can't be successful doing the things that light me up or, um, 
you know, like questions like that. So what would you say to, to, to justify those things like that fear that comes in or like, whether it does have to do with work, right. Cause the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, well, like the work that I do right now is, is different for me, like is beneficial for me in different ways, but in terms of what lights my soul, like if we're talking on a soul level, that's a different answer. So for someone else that's listening to this maybe has a similar type as me or is having the same thoughts, what would you say to them? I think this is the biggest thing because society tells us like that, the, the story that you can't do what lights you up, you can't make money doing what lights Mm -hmm. you up is so deeply created and and ingrained in our society that it's, we feel like it's part of us Mm. and it's just like so deep in our brains and it just needs to be extracted just or ignored. Just keep doing what lights you up and you don't have to. You don't have to go quit your job right now, right? right. But if you're looking at your job and you're like, mm, not this, mm. okay, just declare it to the universe. Okay, I see. There's an energy lake here. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I have the financial stability right now to just jump ship. But know that this is a not this. So please show me the way to the this. Mm. Yeah. And what, what about, and then I'll move on to another one. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, what about those times where we have the initial feeling of not this, but it's not, but like, that's a projection, right? Like that's out of fear. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is to quit your job or maybe it is to, um, I don't know, ask this person on a date or be dating someone else, whatever it may be. How do you distinguish the difference between which not this is, is correct. Does that make sense? <laughs> intuition. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the answer is intuition. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is always going to show you the way it's always going to be supportive. It's not going to tell you, look out for this. Mm. It's going to say, take a right. Yeah. Like, or, yeah. Hey, just look over here. Is there something you like over here? Yeah. And I feel like that's like the get like the 24 hours thing that like we don't allow ourselves to do a lot of the time of like really giving ourselves the space to like try to listen to it because we are so like conditioned to be like immediately responsive. Mm -hmm. And all of this takes practice. This is the seven year deal. Like it takes practice of being like, oh, wait, I felt really angry about that. Oh, okay. That's a no. That means no, it's that easy. It's the universe putting a stop sign up because Mm -hmm. our emotional centers, I have emotional authority as well. And our emotional centers are directly connected to the universe. So it's the universe giving us directions through that center. How cool is that? Like we can just relax and be like, oh, okay. I do my job. I let the universe do its job. Just show me the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of like, so I think it was signature that we haven't talked about right? Is it signature? Yeah. What the heck's that? Yeah. What is signature? <laughs> <laughs> that just means so for generators and MGs, it's satisfaction, mm. which means yes. Mm. That's basically, it means when you're just like, whether you're chilling on your couch and you're like, yes, mm. at the top of a mountain and you're like, yes, it's that mm. feeling of, it can be like super bouncy, sparkly, excited. It can also be like the bliss of a bath and being like, yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 So for generators and MGs, it's 
success or set or sorry, it's satisfaction. The words are also similar. Yeah. Um, I think of it more of excitement, but it's that yes. And let me tell you about the origin of that. Yes. Because when I was teaching some lessons in Washington, DC, most of the kids, this was like the group between some lessons and some team. And most of the kids were the kids of diplomats and they were very formal and they spoke very, very well for their age. And Mm. they always had like the perfect look and everything. And then Mm. there was Jesse, Jesse, if you've ever listened to a podcast I've been on, I love you so much. And I hope you're doing so well. Jesse had a mullet and Jesse was wearing, like, he wasn't wearing a speedo. He was wearing swim trunks. Jesse didn't talk until the day we did breaststroke. And I was like, and Jesse nailed it. And I told him that. And he does this fist pump and goes, yes. So whenever I think of the satisfaction of being a generator or an MG, I think of a Jesse. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so visceral. I love that. I, I also just love like, you know, one of my, one of our questions for you was going to be like, okay, like how does knowing this stuff, like help you, you know, what you say of, of like, fine, like abundance and, and, um, I forget the rest of the words, the ease, joy. And like, that is like totally all making sense to me now. And I love that with this seven year thing, it's not asking you to do it right now. I think there's so much of like self-help or like self, you know, finding yourself that, people feel like, okay, if I do this thing, like I'm going to be fixed or like, I'm going to feel more ease and abundance and joy or like blah, blah, blah. And I think that that is like a negative pressure to put on ourselves to feel like we have to find the thing that's going to immediately make us feel those, those words. And I just really love, and I wanted to point out the idea of like that, that's a process. That's not something that's going to be overnight that you're not going to find something like you're not going to like look at your astrology chart or your human design chart and immediately be like yes everything's amazing now it's a process and I just I haven't really heard that before with this kind of work and I'm really glad that you taught us about that Kelsey thanks also you have to it takes so much bravery too you've Mm got to be willing to be a weirdo like you've got to be willing to say, I need 24 hours and yes, it makes me happy. So it's a yes, or sorry, that made me angry. So that's going to be a no. Like there are other ways to say, it. you don't have to explain your process to people. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, oh, I'm going to listen and you're offered a job. Thanks. I'm going to listen to my emotional authority. <laughs> like that's not so you learn to speak to like the quote unquote normal people, but you just got to be a weirdo because like, for instance, as a manifesting generator, Julia, mm-hmm. You are not designed to commit to things ahead of time. You're going to get a sacral hit. Somebody says, Hey, do you want to go to the movies on? So we're, we're talking, it's Thursday right now. If I say, Hey, do you want to go to the movies on Saturday? You might get the sacral hit. That's like, yes, you're on Saturday morning. You're like, no, 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 no. And you've already said yes. So then it's all this backtracking of how do I get out of this? As MGs, we always get two hits. So I am fabulously non-committal now. I'll be like, maybe, maybe. And I, people will start pressuring me to sign up for things like months in advance. Absolutely, positively not. I have no idea if I want to do that thing. And then, you know, the night before. Yeah, Brenda's always like asking to put things on the schedule. I'm like, when we get closer. I was like, we'll talk about when we get closer. Yeah. I even had a generator friend of mine on Monday. I mentioned, well, maybe we can get together this weekend. And so Monday night, she starts texting me about 
oh yeah, maybe this time on Saturday. And I'm like, whoa, slow your roll generator. Let's check in on yeah. Friday. No, no, no. If something is like even potential, like Julia is visiting in the next month and she actually potentially said, yeah, maybe this day, this day, this day, or this day. So every single day is on our calendar with a question mark of like, am I seeing Julia? I don't know. But if the potential that I am, I gotta know. <laughs> right. But I know putting it in the calendar. And I'm like, we'll see when we get closer. And like, I, but I, and I love that about, and my next question before we get to our last questions, because it's already been almost an hour is like, how, once you kind of know this stuff about yourself, like how do we use this in our relationship to other people? Because like that really makes sense to me and Brenda. And I'm like, that's our relationship. And I love that about us. And I need that. I need Brenda to put it in the calendar because like that helps me. And, but I would not put it in the calendar until like the day before. Like, and so how, how does knowing this stuff, like how can we use this in our relationships to other people? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it's something I'm so passionate about. We all have different gifts. So for instance, one of you might have the gift of paying attention to all the details. Another of you may not have any inclination towards details. So we got detailed work to do. Oh, hey, you do it. Some people might be able to slay chaos with logic. Oh, sweet. I need you to help look at this website for me because I don't have that. I, Kelsey, don't have any logic gifts. So anything that has to be done logically, I ask for help understanding our different authorities, even within emotional authority, there's different versions of it. There's four different versions of it. My husband and I both have emotional authority, but our emotional authorities is, are so different. So being able to be like, Oh, Hey, are you on an emotional wave right now? Okay. What do you need? And to remind each other that it's an, an emotional wave, it'll pass and don't do anything right now. Take that 24 hours as you're in the trough of the wave and just ride it out. Those are just a few of the things, but really just human design is all about owning and sharing your gifts and celebrating other people as they do the same. And no more of this. Oh, so-and-so is doing life wrong. Uh Uh-uh. Knock it off. Watch them thrive in their completely unique design. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that for so many reasons, but especially because I think we do have a lot of shame sometimes around like asking for help. And especially when it comes to a professional setting. And I'm actually, I guess, proud of the way that I've, that we've learned to ask for help in those ways, because I think sometimes it can be seen as like, like you're being lazy, right? Like I know for myself, I am like, okay, spreadsheets, math, I can operate a company. I can manage people. I can do a lot of great things that I'm really proud of. But when it comes to like, just like spreadsheets and stuff like that, they overwhelm me and I don't enjoy them. It takes me much longer than it would take me to do other things. And I work pretty fast paced. So it's like, it's very bothersome. So it's not that I'm not willing to try. It's just not a strength. So whenever that stuff comes up, I'm like, Hey, you mind helping me with this? Um, But I do think that in, depending on the setting that you're in, people could take that as like, Oh, they're not even willing to try when I think it's like really um, insightful to know yourself and know where your strengths are and know where you can go full force and where you do need a hand. And that's what we're designed for. We're designed to fit together like puzzle pieces. And then together we rise. Mm. And side note, Brenda, four sixes are prone to mental exhaustion. Mm. So spreadsheets make me really tired. I don't, yeah. yeah. No, and they use, they just use like a totally different type of energy. I feel like I have a pretty like long fuse before I feel like the effects of overwhelm. Like I really feel like I have a very high tolerance for, for that. 
But when it comes, I just feel like that takes more of my, my gas tank, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Unfortunately, we're already at an hour and we have to get to our like last few questions, even though I could ask Kelsey questions literally all day long about this. Um, But Kelsey, before we get to our last couple questions that we always ask all of our guests, I just, I'm sure after hearing this, people are so curious, like how do you use human design and the charts and reading all this with your clients and how, how do you, how does that work? Yeah. So as part of the coaching relationship, it is, it is like the missing link for my coaching experience. Cause I can catch a client trying to use a gift that they don't have, like trying to do spreadsheets. It's my job to remind you, Hey, of the gifts in your chart, you don't have the gifts of spreadsheets. That's not for you. You have all of these other gifts go play here and stop like disembark the struggle bus, please. We are all here to experience ease and flow. And we are all raised to think we've got to struggle. So human design coaching is all about getting you off the freaking struggle bus. It gets to be easy. All of it gets to be easy. And when it's easy, it's also so much fun. So cool. So, so cool. Kelsey, thank you for all of this amazing information. Like I, it, like we said at the beginning, now we only want to dive deeper. We have two little last questions before we let you go. We ask these questions to all of our guests. Um, if you could tell 20s-year-old Kelsey one thing, what would you tell her? Mm, that it's okay not to have any idea what you're doing. Just keep going. Just have fun. Love it. We all need that. Yep. <laughs> And if people want to learn more about their personal human design chart or anything where how they can work with you, where would you point them? What Come on over to KelseyAbbott.com where yes. you can find all the things. Yes. And you get, you, you can just like fill out this little form and you get your human design chart and it's amazing. It is. It it's is. incredible. Kelsey, thank you so, so much for being here with us. This was so fun, so informational and honestly, so like grounding. Um, in a beautiful way that I didn't expect. So thank you for your time and your energy. Thank Thank you you guys so much. It was so fun playing with you. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.